Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, shall we pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for another day. Father, we leave the rest of everything else left here unto you. It is your strength that we ride on. It is your presence that causes things to be in their perfect places. We pray that your spirit will be with us and that you will speak through your servant who is anointed unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you so much, Brother Ishmael. Amen. Amen. Just same atmosphere of prayer. We just want to rise to our feet. Humbly rise to our feet as we bring the Lord a worship. Amen. Acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge Him. Give Him all the glory. Give Him all the honor. Give Him all the praise and adoration, O God. We adore you, Jehovah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Look at the We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Rado we give you glory, O God. We honor your name, O God. Rato, Zina, Dablos, Otonibra, Katande, Eki, We give you all the glory, O God. We give you all the honor, O God. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Just worship him. Give him all the glory, O God. In Jesus' name. Mighty warrior. He is great in battle, Jehovah is your name. He is mighty, he is mighty warrior, and great in battle, Jehovah is your name. Just tell him one more time. He is mighty. He's mighty warrior. You are great in battle. Jehovah is your name. Oh, Jehovah. Jehovah is your name. Oh, that's his name. Jehovah. 
Vaes Yomé So mighty, mighty warrior, you are great in battle, Jehovah. One more time to the King of Kings, mighty, mighty warrior, great in battle, Jehovah. Vaes, your name, we place you in the highest place for you. the name of the master just bless his name just adore him just magnify the name of the lord just thank him acknowledge the lord this is our first tuesday in november 2019 just ignore him acknowledge him acknowledge him he has been a good god he has been a kind god he has been a great messiah he has preserved your life from the beginning of the year up until this time oh it has just been the goodness of the lord not your smartness, not your beauty, 
not your witty ways, no. It's just the goodness of God. Because of his mercies, we are not consumed. Because of his goodness, we are preserved. I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me from his throne and delivered me from an horrible pit. They looked to him and they were radiant and their faces were never ever put to shame. That is the God we are serving. That is the God we have come to. That is the master we have come before. You just want to tell him with the fruit of your lips. Just bless his name. Just bless his name. Don't ask for anything. Don't ask for anything at this moment. Tell him, oh, you are beautiful. You are beautiful, oh God. You are awesome. You are beautiful. You are great, oh God. We give you all the glory, O God. Take your place among us, Jesus. Take your place among us, Jesus. If you are looking for worshipers in Columbus, O God, this evening may we be found, may we be found, may we be found, O God, as the people that worship you. As the people that brought glory to your name, O God. Rabosa Mamama Tilika. Ila Komas Adaba. Oma Melekana Minikitande Leba. Meyo Meyo Melekisanda Baba. Iramo Lebelekimata Bosamaha. We give you all, we all, all the praise that is to your name, Jesus, O God. Oh Jesus, all the praise that is to your name. Take your place, take your place, O God. Iyama Momaha Baba. And we come, and we come. Oh, worship your Lord. And we come, and we come. Oh, we come to you. And worship your feet. Amen. Amen. Blessings and glory, wisdom has given and honor, power and might. Oh, to our God forever and ever. God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Yes. Oh, and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, and all the honor to your name. Belongs to our God forever. Oh, power and might. Oh, my Lord. All power, all might belong. Oh, power and mind, yeah, to our God. 
about that oh lord you are great and you have the name that is above every other name your word tells us that salvation is found in no other for there is no other name under the heavens given unto man by which they can be saved to god and that is the name jesus christ oh god we choose to exalt jesus's name we choose to lift up his name on high we choose to declare it from the mountain tops we choose to declare it in the valleys we choose to declare it on the hilltops we choose to declare it all around us oh god that name jesus oh god because there's power in the name there's authority in the name there is wonders in the name there is salvation in that name oh god may your name be exalted tonight may your name be lifted up on higher oh god that is what you have promised us that if you will be lifted up you will draw all men unto yourself oh god oh choose this place tonight as a place to come close choose this place as your abode tonight to god and abide and dwell with us to god oh malasandalika your word tells us they look to you and they were radiant and their faces were never put to shame as we look out to you tonight to god may we never be put to shame thank you father in jesus name we pray amen are you excited somebody are you glad somebody yeah with that same excitement Let's be more excited about the word and who is come to give to us. Let's welcome our father, Reverend Gilbert Samuel. Amen. How great is our God. Amen. Amen. 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for gathering us one more time to hear your holy precious words. We ask you, Lord, come and burn these words into our hearts so that we shall be transformed into the image of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful, you're all welcome. So as usual, you never finish the book, but um, I believe the Lord has brought us far. So we are going to um, go to chapter 18, where we've been learning about how by paying your tithe, you are helping the poor. Is that not so? Yeah. So how tithes invoke the blessings of alms given. How Titus invoked the blessings of alms giving. We know from Acts chapter 10 how anyone who gives alms touches God's heart. That was the story of Cornelius. Amen. Cornelius was not even a Jew. He was not even a believer. He was a Roman centurion who took, was in charge of soldiers. But somehow he seemed to have been touched by God in a way that made him think beyond himself because if you know the history, if you read the stories, the history of the relationship between the Romans and the Jews, they didn't like each other. Hallelujah. They didn't like each other. So if a Roman centurion is giving arms to help the poor, which poor? I mean, the Romans in Jerusalem were not poor. These are, yeah, they, they must be Jews. And so, um, and, and then the Bible says that the arms giving he was giving touched the heart of God. And it triggered an angel from God to be sent from heaven. Amen. And in Acts 10, the Bible says that um, the angel instructed Cornelius to send for Peter. Amen. And Peter was... Um, you know, in another town, and Cornelius sent messengers to go and fetch Peter. And Peter came to preach in the household of Cornelius. That is how we had the verse, how Jesus of Nazareth, you know, um, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good. That, that, that verse is in the midst of that sermon. And it's all because somebody gave arms. Hallelujah. And, and the other thing is that arms given it's not what gives you, uh, gives you salvation, but it can trigger salvation. Because if by Cornelius giving arms, it would purchase salvation for him automatically, then there would not have been a need for him to send for the preacher, Peter. Hallelujah. But you could see that it did something. It caused the angel to be released. And so, we are learning in this chapter that when you pay tithes, you are helping to realign the power structures of money in the world. Because after the fall, money has fallen into the hands of the God of this world. Small G-O-D. Amen. And so, when God redeems us and extracts a group of people from the world into the kingdom of God, it is a chance for God to have direct control 
of the flow of money because the world is largely controlled by unbelievers as far as money is concerned. Amen. And so when you give your money, when you pay your tithes, it guarantees a constant flow of money into the kingdom of God. And then it allows, it allows the kingdom of God to directly influence how the disadvantaged and how the poor people are taken care of. Because you see, even sometimes, I'm not saying always, but sometimes the unbeliever, very rich people, when they give to support the poor, it is also a type of control. Sometimes they do that as a way of indirectly controlling masses of people. Amen. Because, as they say, there's often um, hidden agenda. Amen. It is, there's no free lunch. So, they will do this for you, they will do this for you, they will do this for you, but then, you have, it's a way of buying your allegiance. But if we, the church, a lot of where the church does its charitable acts, we don't even live there. We don't even have a church there. Hallelujah. Because if you are truly moved by the heart of God, you must give the arms without any hidden agenda. Hallelujah. You must, you must help the poor without having a, a mindset that you, because you're going to get something from them. And every, after the fall, the heart of man has been polluted. So even for people who don't necessarily think of a hidden agenda, you know, the Bible says that the heart of man is wicked, that the unbeliever heart. And so, when you and I pay our tithes, we are helping to rechannel the resources of the world. And that's why more and more people need to be born again because, I mean, that, look, you may think, you may, you may not know how much money there is in the world. There is a lot of money. You know how I found out there's a lot of money. When the... When the, when the um, Eiffel Tower was hit, yeah. when, was it the fire or what was that? Not to them. Not to them, them yes. The, yes, the, the, not to them, that's right. That cathedral. So, all of a sudden, there was sudden, because of the eighth historical value. Amen. A lot of people who were promising last hands of money, it wasn't because of religious reasons but because it's an icon of great historic value. Hallelujah. And people were contributing and giving wild pledges. Meanwhile, we need, we need 10,000 a, a church. Like, like, if we give 10,000, it can build a church in Africa somewhere. You, you see how much we have not... I don't know whether anybody in this church has been able to do that. But we are believing God. Amen. So what I'm saying is that there's a lot of money in the world, but it's floating in the wrong hands. And you and I, God is seeking to touch our hearts. So that, because at the end of the day, what is God trying to do? What God wants to do, right? What God wants to do in the earth, he wants to do it through you and I. Because we are his body. Amen. And so, in the end, his heart, his heart and when you read the Old Testament, you will see the heart of God towards them towards the, the needy. And so these are the pictures we are getting. So I don't know um, how many we covered. Tartan, for, Tartan fulfills God's instruction to support the poor, and therefore Tartans can expect the blessings of those who obey his word. Number two, Tartan fulfills God's instruction to support the poor, 
Therefore, Titus can expect to never be in need. We covered that, did we not? Number three, Titus fulfills God's instruction to support the poor. Therefore, Titus can expect to be considered as righteous. That's Job 29, 12 to 16. Okay, what did we reach? Number four is the same uh, preface. Because Titus can expect to stand guiltless before God. Amen. Job 31, 16 to 28. What did we reach? Number three. Because you let's, since today is the last day, let, let me just go through all the points. Then I, I would just explain as much as the time would allow us. Hallelujah. Number four, Titan fulfills God's instruction to support the poor, and therefore Titus can expect to be preserved. Psalm 41, 1 to 3. That same verse supports several points. Number six, Titan fulfills God's instruction to support the poor, and therefore Titus can expect to be kept alive on the earth. And then number seven, Titan reveals God's instruction to support the poor, and therefore Titus can expect to be blessed on the earth. Number eight, Titus can expect to be kept from falling into the will of the enemy. Then number nine, Titus can expect to be strengthened by God in time of difficulty. Number ten, Titus can expect God to take care of them in times of sickness. Number eleven, Titus can expect God to pay back all the tithe they have ever given. Hallelujah. Well, let me just take from my 11 because usually it's like when you are reading a book and you don't have time. You, you start from the beginning to the middle and you put it down. Next time you pick, you start from the beginning again. You never reach the end. So let's take the last point. <laughs> okay, Proverbs 29 and Proverbs 19 and verse 17. Can you read it for us? Anyone who pays tithes is very different from one who does not pay tithes because your heart, something has touched your heart. If you have it, let me know. Proverbs 19, verse 17. We are connecting pain of tithes to being moved by the poor, helping the poor. Proverbs. Proverbs 19, 17. Mm-hmm. He that hath pity upon the poor lended unto the Lord. And that which he hath given, will he pay him again. Hallelujah. Amen. I like this verse. When you pay tithes, you are lending to the, to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what's the connection? When you pay tithes, you are lending to the poor. If you give alms, look at it. He that have pity upon the poor. So you see, when we are paying tithes, this chapter essentially is telling that when you are paying tithes, you are thinking about the poor. Amen. You are thinking about the poor because the money that is raised from tithe is helping to take care of the poor. I gave you several examples of what the church has been doing. Amen. You know, from taking care of the blind, taking care of the maimed, taking care of prisoners. All these things Jesus talked about. Jesus said that, look, on the day, last day, he's going to separate the sheep from the goose. He's going to talk about those who visited the poor, those who visited the, the needy and the hospitalized. Hallelujah. And so one of the, one of the things that should excite you when you, are paying tithe, when you are paying your tithes, as painful as it may be, amen. Because elsewhere in the book, I think chapter 20, Bishop mentions one of the points that 
Whoever wants more money, naturally speaking, logically speaking, it does not make sense to pay tithes. Bishop said it somewhere. Amen. So, for you to believe God enough to pay tithes, and I'm giving you one more reason, is that your tithes are helping to take care of the poor. You don't want to arrive in heaven that it will be, you'll be reminded that you didn't care about the poor. You didn't consider the poor. But if you pay tithes, you can refer that, look, my tithes help take care of the poor. And in this verse, in Proverbs 19, 17, the scripture is saying that whoever has pity upon the poor lends unto the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, when you learn unto the Lord, what does the Lord, what does that make the Lord to you? He borrowed from you. What do you, what would you call him? He's a borrower or another word. He owes you. So he owes you. He has borrowed from you. He owes you. And God is your debtor. Hallelujah. I mean, would it not be nice that as you're walking around, because you see, when you are broke, how many of you have, you come to a point where you don't have much money on you and you are going through your things and then you find $20 tucked in a, a jacket or something that you didn't know the money was there. Hallelujah. Are you there? And it's like unexpected money. Do you get it? In the same token, if, if you, 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 you could use some extra, a few extra dollars and then somebody calls, oh, by the way, do you remember... I borrowed your money 2017. You know, we went, uh, I mean, I, met, I saw you at Walmart and I said, I forgot my wallet and I, I did all the shopping and you paid for me $120 or whatever. And you said, never mind. I said, no, I'll pay you. Repay you. And I said, oh, I've forgotten about it. All of a sudden, you have $120 money in your pocket. So even if you don't have money, but a lot of people owe you, it's a good thing. Amen. If a lot of people owe you, I mean, that is, there's a big caveat here. There's a big caveat. If a lot of people owe you, but they are, they are the kind who will pay you back. <laughs> because, because there are some of us who owe you, but they don't intend to pay. They don't intend to pay. If you meet them at a party and there's a buffet line, one here, you know, before sometimes, based on where people say there's one here and one here. Do you get it? The person is sitting here. Logically, they should get the buffet here, but because you are there, <laughs> they, they will go to this other one. There are some people like that they owe you, but... They have treated their eyes. They like they have they have they have they have closed their eyes like 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 they, they, they. but you see look at it look at look at the verse look at the verse very well and that which he had given will he pay him again so bottom line is that God's credit is good amen, amen. God's credit God's credit is a perfect score so if you learn to the if you have pity of the poor you give to the poor God is identifying with the poor He's saying that I am with the poor. And therefore, when you give money to the poor, you're actually giving it to me personally. And God knows that the poor can never repay you. Do you get it? Because the poor can, God is not taking upon himself that all the debt owed to you by the poor. Because you've been paying your tithe. God is saying, I will, I will pay you. Hallelujah. I mean, it's the one most exciting reason why you should pay your tithe. Because you are actually lending to God. And you are making God owe you. Wonderful. Now, let's pick up the, 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 the verses from Psalm 41. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. If you have it, you can read it for us or, 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 unless it shows up on the screen. 
Yes. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the world of his enemies. Verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishment. Thou wilt make all his bed in his sickness. Amen. Amen. See, on this, based on this passage, several points have been developed. Hallelujah. But it's, it's, it's important to see the connections. As a result of you paying your tithes, you are helping the poor. And because you are helping the poor, he said that you will be blessed and then the Lord will deliver you in time of trouble. And the first point is point number five that is that the tithes can expect to be preserved. Hallelujah. Tithes can expect to be preserved. Because preservation means that, you know, you know how some things that we buy, you need, to, you need to season it, or you need to put something on it to keep it from going bad. Hallelujah. And life's events have the tendency to make you deteriorate or decompose. And it happens to you without you noticing. Hallelujah. And so one of the sure ways that you will be preserved is that, because the Bible does have another verse that says that he that watered others shall himself be refreshed. He that watereth others. These are things that God has, what? Planted in the universe. That whatever you give will come back to you. It says in, in uh, Genesis that as long as the earth, what? Remaineth. Seed time and harvest time. Amen. If you refresh others, you will be refreshed. And when you look at so even that one is a general statement about you fresh general people, everyday people. But the poor are a group of people that are very particular to God. Because especially in the Old Testament, he mentions so many instances that be careful that you don't, you don't do something to the poor and let them cry to him. Amen. When the poor people begin to cry out to God because they've been cheated, because they've been treated the wrong way, God is particular about them because often the law, they don't have money to hire lawyers to defend them. So he's the defender of the fatherless and the widow and then and the, and the poor. Hallelujah. And so even though in general, when you give, it will be given up to you. Giving to the ones who are, can never ever repay you. Hallelujah. It puts you in a category that there is no other means other than God himself stepping into the shoes of that, of, of that equation. Hallelujah. And so, you will be preserved. There is a preservation that is reserved for the people who take care of the poor. Amen. I mean, in the, in the writings of Moses, it came over and over again. God, it was like God is repeating himself. So, so, so much so that the instruction about even um, servants, for instance, there's a place that I was reading. It says that if a poor person borrows from you and they don't have, um, you know, you don't trust that they are going to pay you back. So you take collateral and you take their clothes. Do you get it? I think it was in Deuteronomy I was reading. You take their clothes as collateral. The scripture says that return to them in the evening. By the evening, return to them so that they will not go and sleep without their clothes and be, and be uh, having cold. So think about how far God thinks about the poor. 
So that so your collateral you can only hold it during the daytime. In the evening, so basically you return it. I mean, anybody who borrows money with his closest collateral must be extremely poor. <laughs> Do you get it? So 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 that creditor must return it, and then the next morning you go and collect it back. So you keep it <laughs> until the person pays you. Amen. And so all these things reveal the heart of God. And so you'll be preserved. Number two, you expect to be kept alive on the earth. So in other words, this is giving you a picture of, of a calamity that God will take you away from. Amen. This is the second part. I think it's verse two. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. You see, that there is a calamity that you'll be delivered from because you have, been, you have been paying your time, because you are what? Taking care of the poor. You see, there is one reason why we are paying tithe because we are afraid. Amen. Like, like, like uh, you know, Malachi says that you people have been stealing my money, stealing my money. He so said, how have we been stealing your money? In tithes and offerings. So that's one motivation, one motive why people can be paying their tithe because they are afraid. It's like, okay, why do you want to believe in Jesus Christ? Because I'm afraid of going to hell. That's a good reason, but that's not the only reason why you should be born again. You should also get born again because you are responding to God's love. Hallelujah. When somebody, I mean, have you ever, you, you, are, you, are, um, you are going through a door, and then you see somebody coming, and you hold the door for them. You know, that's the normal thing people do. Is that not so? Have you had a situation where the person is not far from the door, but you, they see you holding the soul, it's okay. It's like it's an insult. It's like, I mean, I've had a door. It's okay, you go. I know I have a hand. <laughs> I have a hand. I know how to open a door. This is the attitude that somebody will have if God is showing you love and you don't want to respond. Amen. And I'm saying that in the, in the arena of pain of tithes, we are learning that we are not paying tithes just because we are afraid. Amen. We are not paying tithes the, another motive for paying tithe is that the tithe takes care of the poor. Amen. Amen. And all the verses in the Bible about helping the poor now apply. Like somebody said, a football match you have watched. Do you get it? <laughs> and then, I mean, um, he hasn't gone to a football match and didn't know, didn't have the vocabulary to describe um, football matches. So, Meanwhile, he had learned in geography how rain falls. Do you get it? So as soon as the football match started, it started to rain. And then now that he has introduced rainfall, then talking about rainfall is legit in this essay. Are you following? So the person now, now is now describing in the rest of the essay is about what? Rainfall and how rain, vapor rises and clouds are formed and rain. So the rest of the essay is about that. Because he has found a way to connect it. That's what we are trying to do. We are connecting, helping the poor with pain of tithes. And so after you have understood that, when you are paying every verse in the Bible about how God helped those who help the poor, now you are a recipient of that. Hallelujah. Number seven. Titus can expect to be blessed in the earth. To be blessed. When we go to heaven, we are all going to be blessed. I mean, no two ways about that. A place where... The, the pavement is gold. There's no, I mean, yeah. But if there's any blessings that we need, we need it here. <laughs> Amen. And God is going to make a difference. Look, 
you'll be surprised. Not everybody who has money cares about the poor. In fact, a lot of people who, who, who can give more are not giving more. A lot of people who can give a lot more are not giving more. Bishop said he went somewhere and um, the people heard about Healing Jesus campaign. It was a church in a, in a very rich country. And the people heard about Healing Jesus campaign. He preached about it. And the bishop of the place is the bishop's friend. And so he introduced Healing Jesus with some videos and stuff. And this is a church with a lot of rich people in it. Do you get it? And, and then they said, we are, going to take, we are going to take an offering and we are going to give. We also have a, what do you call a hospital or something. They are going to give hospital uh, equipment and things that can be used in the lighthouse machine hospital. As well as clothing. Bishop said he got so excited. Amen. <laughs> By the time the shipment reached Accra, people's old, uh, what do you call, pantyhose, which has ribs in it. Oh! I mean, <laughs> equipment that can never be used. Oh! So what do they think of it? These are people who are rich. They could have done a lot more. But it's like, it's like they gave the things that are so sharp. It's like he said, he said he was so he was so, he felt so bad. The people had the ability to give, but they didn't. Amen. People went to their house, you know, shoes that a dog has eaten apart. Shoes that are, when you walk in it, it's like you'll be walking this way. You know, it has worn. These are the things they gave. Yes, and so that's the man, Africa. Africa, that's what they did. So, make no mistake, not every person who, has, who is rich, who is able, that actually care about the poor. Because it's like we have a certain mind about the poor that they don't deserve the best. Hallelujah. But if you are giving 10% of your income, it's a lot. I mean, what I mean is a lot. In terms of modern day budgeting. Amen. <laughs> modern day budgeting. And so, that makes you very different and you are entitled to be blessed. Hallelujah. Another one. One of my favorite. Let me see if I can find it. You will not fall into the house of the enemy. So eight and nine, let me just combine them. Keep in mind, all of this is from Psalm 41, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is he that considered the poor. Now, it says in number eight, Titus can expect to be kept from falling into the world of the enemy. And then number nine says, expect to be strengthened by God in time of difficulty. Hallelujah. Now, fall into the hands of the enemy is like this world is full of traps. Amen. Sometimes the enemy instigates people to do something that would entrap you. And no matter how diligent you are, there will be something that you'll be blindsided to. Hallelujah. We are talking about God's protection and keeping you from falling into the world of your enemies. When you take care of the poor, look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. I think it's the verse, is that verse 2? That will not deliver him into the world of his enemies. And no matter who you are, you have enemies. Amen. These are the blessings of those who care about the poor. Because the enemies, and there are enemies, we all of us think of enemies as demons. Yes, evil spirits are our enemies. But then they often work through human beings. Hallelujah. 
they work to human beings, they, they partner with human agents. Sometimes, willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly, they partner with them. And so God is now inviting us that, look, when you give your lot to the poor, there is something he does for us. He specially protects you from the will of your enemies from happening. A lot of things that are supposed to happen to us are not happening. And the enemy goes to bed every day disappointed. Hallelujah. May the enemies after your life be disappointed. May they, may they you see, they go for, uh, they say, let's go back to the drawing board. This thing that we did didn't work. Then tomorrow they start another thing. But every day, every day of your life, your life is covered by God. We, see, God is sparing us from seeing all the details. Occasionally, you see a dream. You see something about something that somebody is trying to do to you. Hallelujah. But, I, I, you know, let this be an encouraging word to you. That this world, as we know it, is not as you see it with your physical eyes. There are invisible enemies after your life. Hallelujah. And in as much as we cannot purchase the blessings of God per se, there are also laws God has... Uh, God has what put into the universe, which is triggered. That when you give your tithe, it's triggering a blessing, it's triggering protection, it is triggering a strengthening. And in every time that you are paying your tithe, as much as it is what? Tough. It is tough because the bills, the money without paying the tithe is already tight. Hallelujah. That's why the number of people who pay tithes in this church is less than 20%. Actually, it's less than 15%. There I say. Yes. It's only a handful. It's only a handful. Majority don't pay tithe. It's very sad. Amen. And it's also a state of the heart. It's a question of the extent to which we trust God. And so, I, I don't know how many will be listening to the uh, uh, podcast. But I'm but this saying that this world is ruled by invisible things not just the things you do in the physical. And if you've been paying your tithe and you still don't see a difference, I want to encourage you, whoever you are. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you because you have no idea that things God is protecting you from. That without God's protection, you don't know where you would be. And so let's keep at it and let's not lose heart because something really is going on because God is keeping his eyes on us because we are taking care of the poor. Put your hands together unto the Lord.